I'm Ninja Sista. And I'm Pandalicious. And this is the Ashcast. This is Electric Sisterhood Podcast Episode 639. Sony and Microsoft working together. Mass hysteria. Alright, this is Electric Sisterhood, the original girl gaming and anime podcast. I'm Siri, sitting in for Ninja Sista and Pandelicious. Ninja and Panda are spending the week watching the festivities going on at E3 in Los Angeles. They'll be back next week to give you the lowdown on what they saw. This is another of our cutting room floor shows in which we present clips that didn't make it to the regular show because of time constraints. There are times when the sisters just don't know the meaning of a clock. Our first clip comes from just last week. As you may recall, the girls spent more than an hour talking about the Avengers movie. Well, before they got to the movie, they had already spent 35 minutes talking about another subject. This week, we let you hear that part. But very quickly before we do that, one thing I want to talk about, and I'm glad that I actually have you both on the podcast to talk about it, is there was an announcement that was made a little while ago about Sony and Microsoft partnering to work on cloud gaming technologies. Are you guys, did you read anything about that? Did you hear about that? No, but I can form an opinion quickly. Okay, great. That's all I need. So <laughs> he's, he's great at that. Basically, what we ended up having was the glorious, you know, photo op of the two heads of Microsoft, Satya Nadella and Shu over at PlayStation, shaking hands good photo op thing, but ultimately saying, hey, look, we both believe in cloud technology. We're both going to continue to work on our next gen hardware. We both have great announcements that are coming, but we realize that if we work together, we can actually build something that the community, the gamers want. But do we really want that, though? PlayStation people have wanted it. PlayStation people have wanted it real hard for a long time. And I think For the majority of the Xbox community, it's been one of those things where everybody still has a lot of, is this actually really going to happen? Or is this, you know, just FOD of, can you actually deliver on this, right? Because cloud gaming is not something new. There have been a lot of companies that tried to do it before in the past on a subscription level basis, and it just, it failed, right? Because latency is a big issue, You know, most places when you're in transit is really when you have time to, like, play games on the go. You know, you're on a train, you're on a bus, you're flying. You don't necessarily have bandwidth at all. Or if you do, you have restricted bandwidth or trying to rely on a cell network. When you're playing a game that is critical of you receiving and sending data to kill correctly and have your timing work... It doesn't really sound like something that's going to work. Like the story that everyone pitches is like, hey, can you imagine like being on a bus going home from work and you've got an hour commute and whipping out your phone and being able to connect to a controller or just, you know, with the touch controls, be able to play your games on the go. For a long time, people said, hey, nobody really wants that. But games like Fortnite and PUBG Shooting base games that do rely on timing and accuracy have proven that, hey, mobile does actually work if you can get those things to work right. And touch controls can also be effective while not the best gameplay experience. They can still be effective on a mobile device. But if you throw in a controller, then things get a little bit better, right? I would I would agree to that, yeah. So for me, I look at the whole situation and, you know, I've been keeping close tabs on everything that Xbox has been doing with the xCloud technology. I I think that it's really interesting. If you're not familiar with it, basically what they're doing is they're building massive, massive server farms with Xbox One X's racked up to deliver games over broadband so that you as a user could sign into your iPhone or your iPad or your Android tablet using your ID and have access to, if you have Games Pass, games that are in the Games Pass library, 
or games that you store on your account, so games that you've downloaded, you would then be able to get the license to play them on your mobile device. Their holy grail is the hope that people will, on their mobile devices, pair an Xbox controller to play those games on the go. So in theory, I like the idea. I like the idea of being able to grab my phone and whether I want to play God of War from the PlayStation side of the world or I want to play Gears of War, being able to whip out my phone, whip out a controller and play that during my commute. You know, I have about an hour and 15 commute right now from train going to and from work. More times than not, I end up watching YouTube videos or I watch a Korean drama during my commute. And I I have enough extra controllers for my Xbox that if I had the ability to play some games from Games Pass while I was doing that commute, I would absolutely love that. But I also know that for many of the games that I play, latency and lag is a huge thing that would be a killer for me. See, I feel like I want to jump in just yeah. a second because I feel like I want to kind of be a different sounding board. Because, yes. I, mean, I drive to work, so I don't have the convenience the luxury of being able to play a game on my way to work. Right. But at the same time, like, I don't see myself wanting to play, like, a big game on the go. Okay. I feel like I would get so engrossed. Like, if I was playing God of War, which on this show we've already known that I've been told several times I need to play it, I was then revitalized to play it and still haven't played it to this day. (laughs) But, like, if I had decided to play that... Like, I could see myself getting distracted and getting so immersed in it that I would probably forget my stop. And I could see that being a problem. I so think, I, think I, think, I think there's a there's a type of game that's okay on the go and is more suited for mobile and travel. But I don't know if we would want to bleed those demographics too closely with this integration. Well, I I think that, you know, that's a valid point. I think, you know, for especially for story-driven games, there is kind of that fear of like, hey, if you're too engrossed in your game, like during a commute, like maybe you'd miss a stop. But I can tell you, I get very engrossed in the Korean dramas that I'm watching, and I've never missed my stop. Like I'm always aware of where I am on my commute and how many stops I have to go before I get to my stop. So, you know, and if you're on a bus trip, you know, or you're going long haul anywhere, like you're probably just going from point A to point B. You know, I I think that the market that they see for cloud gaming is specifically for the people who have big chunks of time during a commute, the people that, you know, are right now hauling around switches and playing well, I mean, those Okay, on those but then again, on the other side, you've got a whole bunch of kids who go to school and younger kids are getting phones and tablets younger and younger yep. now. Yep. You know, and then kids bring tablets to school. Brings, yep. Kids bring switches to school. And yep. then it could impede on detention is no longer detention anymore because up, oh, I'm here for three hours, but I have my right. phone and this capability to play Fortnite with my right. bro down the street. So the yeah, marketer in me goes, that's just another great marketing <laughs> the technology. There's a kid who occasionally goes to detention. Oh no, I, ha- I get to read a book. Well, now I get to play a game. So I was one of those kids. Oh, the teacher's just like, hey, yeah, no, this is detention, so leave. I mean, alone. depending on who's running detention, be like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing, bro. Let's, let's team up. What's your handle? Join me. <laughs> exactly. All I'm hearing, guys, is more marketing <laughs> reasons why this should come to market. So I just think it's interesting that, you know, two of the big guys have come together and said that we're going to work on cloud technology together. Basically, they lost to Nintendo. Yeah. It would seem Basically. they want that sweet Switch money, and Akamai isn't paying out. Right. Other, whatever, Microsoft, well, I guess xCloud. Mm-hmm. Apparently, bringing enough of the bills. So, instead of being left behind and just being blown away by Nintendo in this bit, because Nintendo wasn't invited to the big party, they just went, we're going to do this I don't ourselves. Th- I don't think Nintendo would have gone. Well, Nintendo now has Xbox some degree here and then yeah they've they definitely have some overlap i guess the the bigger picture for me and looking at all of this is that do we finally get to put the console wars away now we just have i think we just shifted the battle lines because now it's going to be drawn between the pixel 3s and the iphone 11s um and then who has the larger screen yeah that's another thing i like having i like having a nice big screen when i when i game 
And I mean, yeah, I play a couple of mobile games on my phone, but like it's essentially Farmville and Merge Dragons. And I think I'm also playing my singing monsters again. But those are all just things to eat up time. You're back on the MSN? Yeah. Should, should they got new monsters. I should hope so. It's been forever. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm just saying that like when I'm using my phone for this particular palate cleanser, this, mm-hmm. this time eater, I don't think I would ever put a big game like Fortnite or I tried Minecraft and I just couldn't get my hand on the mechanics. So I would be worried that if I got a... You, mean you couldn't physically get your hands on, I, like, on Minecraft I, portable. I, I, I had Minecraft on my phone yeah. and I was trying to use the touchpad controls to, you know, do, do what I've done on the Xbox and it just isn't the same. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the counter counterpoint is if they made a a controller good. that could link up to my phone. I would then play Minecraft on my phone, and then I would lose my job, and then I couldn't pay for Minecraft anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for Minecraft one time. It was already good. But I mean, like, they'd be like, you're fired. I'm like, oh, no, I can't pay my $3 a month subscription because I lost my job. Well, luckily, I found some diamonds, so I'm all set now. Oh, I fell in the Oh, lava. no, okay. lava. <laughs> but I also so, think that that's another point, you know, of being able to actually use a controller with these, because I travel a lot. You know, and so I think that's one of the things that's really a a big differentiator for the both of us. So I travel a lot. I am on planes and trains often. Man, Not me. Like, like a lot. Like so but much. Then it, that means that you're basically at an airport, so you're subject to their Wi-Fi, which is spotty and behind a paywall always. Uh, and then the time when you're at the tarmac and you don't have any connection because the pilot hasn't turned off the mm-hmm. buckle seatbelt light, so you're still on the runway, so you don't even have Wi-Fi yet. Um, you just have that one announcement video letting you know, hey, you should probably buckle up at some point because oh, put no put 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 this put that away. No, no, under your seat, upright. How do you not get this? Yeah, have see, we, I have bypass. We out what it is that doesn't allow us to have internet nothing. when there's nothing. nothing. There's nothing. nothing. But see, I bypass <laughs> almost all of that. So because I travel so much, I have a hotspot that I travel with. Oh, a box of internet. I have a box of internet wherever I go. So I am typically on my box of internet during those situations until I'm up in the air and I'm running. And so for me, I'm, I'm less focused on the cloud play for planes just because you are behind a paywall for Wi-Fi on planes. They are getting better with their speeds on planes. Delta actually and JetBlue have some of the better Wi-Fi speeds. You can actually stream movies on their planes domestically in the U.S. and not have to, like, buffer forever in a day, which is kind of nice considering the amount of people that are on the plane. But I I would really be focusing on, for me personally, cloud play really becomes very, very attractive in my, okay, so now I'm at the hotel and I'm limited because they don't have smart TVs so I can't watch my Netflix or my YouTube on the TV. Man, oh, man, I can airplay from my phone so I could, rather than have a games case and try to be taking my Xbox with me all the time with that thing, where I have gotten like crazy looks before traveling with an Xbox, not in a games case. So I can only imagine like traveling with one. What? Are you just like cradling uh, it in your hands? Like this is not precious. No, I had it. I, I had it in my backpack, and when I went through ah. security, they were just like, "Um, bag check," and I was like, "God damn it." <laughs> actually, so, I, think, I think there are some hotels that are actually moving to the smart TVs. But not all. Yeah, not, not all, all but yet. some. But, but there are all, some. It doesn't matter. You will always get that one room. Yep. I mean, the, w, the W did smart TVs because we were there for a night and we were like, oh, we yeah. can totally put in our, our YouTube. Or which our, and which is did. great. And more and more of them are making the HDMI ports available. So like if you're traveling with like a Roku or a Fire Stick or an Apple TV, you can actually call their IT department and they will allow your device on the network. I've done that many of times when I've been traveling and I know that I'm going to be in a hotel for a couple of weeks. I'll actually bring my Apple TV with me so I can get it on the network so I can have all of my Amazon Prime, my movies, my library available to me to watch, which is great, or my Switch so I can just connect it to the TV and play with it. But I'm not able to do that same kind of portability entertainment-wise with my Xbox and with my PlayStation. And frankly, I play the most on my Xbox. So I'm I'm more interested in, especially for my long stays, the ability to, if I could, be able to airplay an Xbox game from my iPhone 
with my controller tethered to it, that's a very interesting setup for me. As long as the lag, as long as there's no latency, if those things don't exist, that's a very, very interesting dynamic for me and something that I would be willing to pay for. That threatens hardware for both of these companies, though. Well, they're not really ever been about the hardware anywhere. Anyway, they've nearly always sold hardware at a loss. The Wii was the first one that sold it at a profit. Right. So as always, they've made their money on the software on the back end. Exactly. Um, So they're just like, well, hey, hardware's expensive and we lose money. What if we use the hardware they've already got? Brilliant. What about lag? We'll solve that with 5G and 7G in the future. (laughs) We'll just throw more Gs at it. How many Gs do we need? Six? That's great. Good Gs. But in essence, that's true. I mean, still to this day, the Xbox, the console is still sold at a loss from Microsoft. It's always like the second or third revision. I think they've managed to like iron out the costs. Mm-hmm. In particular, I know that the Xbox first was... <laughs> first. They were like, we're going to package in a hard drive. But um, it didn't work, and they just got bigger. They didn't get cheaper. So then they didn't have a hard drive in the 360. And then the problem was games got big. So then they just said, uh, okay, now you can have a hard drive in it. And then, you know, just, well, I don't want to go into the rest of the story. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with your point. They've almost now still at a loss, but not as much. Right, exactly. Um, you know, now because they're the Xbox X Slim SS G. Yes, the... the- Xbox SAD, the S-A-D, which oh, has solid. no optical it's drive. A, it's got so the solid drive, right? Oh, yeah, the right. one with no SS, slot. Yeah, solid drive it, doesn't do, oh. it doesn't have an optical drive. It just The original has... Xbox One. <laughs> the original plan for it, because everybody just streams games anyway, mm-hmm. except my dad, who's he's on narrow band. It's the narrowest band. <laughs> yes. I mean, I actually... His internet is so small. It's I think so I actually yeah. find that you know this direction in in the digital format for games is is a very <laughs> solid one. Uh, huh? uh, I see what you did there because I always say drive and digital solid. delivery of the yeah. games is so yeah. the mm. yeah I I, I I I planned that out. I was pretty happy with that because I mean we have been trying to merge our collections mm-hmm. and we have so many physical copies of games and I mean. I, we're, we don't play them. It's now more for sentimental value. Like, there trade. is legitimately a trunk load of games that you have yet to get. I know, and they're all 360. You basically trace like, the rise of digital downloading, because I'm assuming I've always purchased the same amount of games. It's just now I'm not buying it physically. Right. So my Steam library is already Oh my god, it's massive. Dense. It's so big, it just actually has, it develops more games. It's developed that large of a mass that's just critical, critical mass. Other stuff sucking into it because they get re-releases, they get new updates, and like, hey, it's that game you've never played, Redux 2. Now it's an Unreal 5. Yeah. Right, so we have probably, I don't know, among us, 200, 300, 360 games. I'd actually say even more than that. Damn, would you When you get to this trunk Yeah, that when I you have. get to her trunk, <laughs> yeah. that number go, right. go, Woo! And then... The PS3 games. Actually, I have a fair number of those. We don't even have my PS3 because I gave it the hot mess. So he has my whole PS3 collection. Oh, Oh, all seven games? I had more than seven games on PS3. Nine games? I had several. I'm going to say, as I recall, I think my my biggest collection was 45 disc Hmm. PS3 games. Yeah. All right, then. Because I was more more PS3 Mm -hmm. than Xbox for a while. It wasn't until someone gave me an Xbox. Then you got it? I got it from a fan who, rest in peace, Yep, Jarrett, you were the man. He was. Yeah, surprised me with my own Xbox and like, 20 games. And then I was like, oh, now here's, here, here that journey starts. We have the bestest fans. We do. But seriously, RIP to him. He was a good yeah, dude. Yeah, man. He was a great dude. Now, harken back to it, though. So you're suggesting that you'd have your phone and a controller? Yeah. So you you can so so, well I have a stand. My my phone Ah. always my case always has a stand on it or at least a pop socket. So you figure, hey, power into the phone, phone on the stand, airplay to a TV, or if you're doing it, you know, just in a hotel room. Because again, for me, the use case is when I'm staying for more than four or five days at a location to do business meetings or whatever. My evenings are my own. There's only so many dinners you can go out to. And really for me to be safe, there's only so many 
cocktails you should have after an evening. Then you're stuck <laughs> in a hotel. There's nothing to do at a hotel. I mean, there's there's well, really... unless there's a spa or a pool. No, no, believe I was at a spa resort for like three months. I then found out that I'd had a pool in the backyard like the day before I checked out because I was just busy from work, not seeing sunlight. Yeah, but anymore. would you? Right. But would you have gone to the pool? No. All right then. I don't want right. to be seen. Like you know. <laughs> pools no, with everyone like that's not necessarily my thing so more times than not in the evenings i'm in my room for you know big chunks of time and there's only so much that i'm budgeted for for entertainment on the company dime so there's just big chunks of time where it's just me in my thoughts and i don't really like to be in my thoughts for long periods of time it's really not safe for myself or really anybody else. So I try to find, you know, diversions. It's why I have a switch. I usually take it with me on on just about every trip that I go on. And I also have uh, an iPad Pro. I have the 12-inch iPad yeah. Pro. and that's I have that now, too. Yes, you do. Yeah, it was. But now I'm about to have a new one. Yeah. yeah. And right. I, got, it, I got one new to me. Exactly. Oh. And and so for me, you know, I have, to your point, Panda, I have larger games that I installed on my iPad Pro to take advantage of the larger screens. That's the main reason that I got the large screen iPad so that I could have, you know, a, a space. I have a keyboard kickstand thing for it. And so I would usually set that up on the desk in my hotel room and I would play my larger games, many of them with touchpads, but I do. I actually have a Bluetooth uh, controller that is a Mad Cats controller. Little tiny, it's almost like the size of like a kitty controller. But that's Um, what you need for your small hands. I do, but it's specifically for playing controller-enabled games on my iPad. So I would travel with it all the time. And so, you know, I played games like Infinity Blade. I did play some PUBG. I did play some Fortnite mobile using the controller, and it, it's a lot easier. And like I said, I have a lot of, of Xbox controllers because I, I built some from Design Lab. I've been gifted some personalized controllers for being an Xbox MVP. So I probably have, outside of my Elite, I think at my last count, I have 11 controllers. And you only have two hands. I'll have you two need hands, both hands to, to hold the controller. One controller. So yeah, but most, you also have two feet. I do, but I can't. I'm not dexterous enough to hold a controller with my feet. Yeah, good. I'm. I'm working good, on it. I'm working on it. Gosh. Is no, this ever like, an accident and you lose your now, arms? Now, now bringing that to the forefront. Please the don't idea bully having, me. Having you know controllers with you on the go. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to see a, a weird emergence of, like, the man fanny pack because it's going to be his gamer pack. With the manny pack. You forget, it. dudes already have pockets. We're just going to see a return to cargo pants and, and um, jinkos. <laughs> oh, my God. The First of all, the jinkos are already back. <laughs> they, they announced that they were coming back, like, last month. No joke. I thought we'd killed them once and for all. I thought they were dead, but they're coming back. You've never worn jinkos. I have. Never once. But I've seen that amount of denim, I, and I'm like, ahoy! I've, I have. I have. Eshmom hated them. Because mm-hmm. they're just... They're, just, um, they're giant, shorts, they're giant shorts, so. skirts. They're yes. giant jean skirts. Yep. For your one leg. Shirts? And, and I kept wanting to put more and more chains on them and make them very heavy pants, which she just could not wrap her head around. You're not Kingdom Hearts enough. But I mean, if you... Getting back to the topic, so that we can Sorry. get to Endgame... But I know, if you right? think about it, most people going around, you know, traveling, you're traveling with some kind of bag, whether it's a backpack, a messenger bag already that has space enough to throw another controller into. So I don't I don't think that, you know, it's necessarily the Manny pack that you'll see like pop up more, but you probably will still people, you know, you'll see a rise in cases that you could clip onto your backpack to hold your controller. Like, I'll be honest, I'm already looking for one. I'm about to be doing a big move to Miami. I am not bringing my consoles with me on my initial move other than my Switch. When I get down to Miami, that's what's up, going to Miami. When I get down to Miami, I'm picking up a new iPad because that's my entertainment. Like, I I don't watch entertainment and I don't play games on my laptop that's just not a comfortable space for me to be. I've never been a heavy PC gamer to begin with. Uh, and I've had PC laptops, Windows running laptops that I've done some games on. I have a few games in my stream li- in my Steam library, not anywhere near remotely close as the Husbandos collection. But I do I have think a couple. It was for research. 
So I could always justify it that way. <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> now. but but for me, I am very intrigued if latency can be dealt with. This means now when I go out and I'm traveling, which I would say I probably travel at least once a month on average uh, for at least a week at a time for work, uh, if not more, depending upon the season. There are some months where I'm traveling three weeks out of the four in the month. So having entertainment at the end of the night when I can just be in my room, air conditioned, not be around people and just enjoy myself. Bringing around a console is not ideal in that situation for me. But if I was able to bring down on my iPad Pro Gears of War 4 and use and literally take one of my 11 extra controllers basically that I have right now as a travel controller, that is absolutely very useful for me. And so I hope that they work it out. I really do. As far as latency, the, the last argument I'd heard against it is that we already have so much just sort of baked into console gaming as it is that we just sort of accept it. Like basically mm-hmm. you already have a round trip of like 10 milliseconds or so from your controller to the system. The system then has to process it. Yep. And it over, if it takes, if you're running at 30 frames per second, it has like 16 milliseconds anyway until it's going to have the bare, minimums, uh, the bare minimum of something show up on screen. Yep. You've got a, probably a plasma or an LED that still has some amount of lag on it, probably 40 milliseconds or so, give or take. You still have whatever your sound system is introducing, and then it all has to come back to you with the speed of light to your eyes, which doesn't take any time at all. So basically, somehow, that amount of lag baked into it is not apparently as much as it takes to go from your, your phone to your Wi-Fi, down the street, and then to, I don't know where the processing is, mm-hmm. Iron Mountain, and then come back to you. Yep. And somehow that's still quicker than your console. Yep. The, uh, the difficulty in the latency is actually in the controller to the device. Yeah. And if you just tether it, boom, now it's speed of light can't get any faster. Right. The difficulty is, how do you tell whether an Xbox 360 controller to an iPad? Well, it's USB-C to USB Type 2? Not quite. Because, unfortunately, Microsoft's a little fruky on the mm-hmm. USB connection that's in their controller right now. It's not a standard. You know, everybody puts a oh, little sock on that's it. Right. right. Yeah. So, So direct tether doesn't exist for that yet. Right. So, so, that's, so that's what they have to, so have that's, to come together. That's and the latency create. that they have to overcome right now because right now the Bluetooth latency because you can Bluetooth. It, yeah, right but now you got a how shoddy budget. is Bluetooth? Right, Bluetooth but you can people. Bluetooth connect a Xbox One controller to a mobile device. You, it is actually the only thing you can do because I, I think I remember mm-hmm. now that port is only for charging. Correct. Which I guess is good because then they don't have to worry about two separate ways. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, it kind of sucks. Right. See, but then they'd have to make something that can still charge but also still connect. Well, and... no, well that's what USB is. But um, it just does, they didn't do it that way. Right. They didn't want to have to worry about, oh, this user has a problem when he is tethered. But this user does it because he's on Bluetooth. Right. And it also allows them to make the controller a little less expensive because they didn't have to include both technologies in it. So, so there's definitely work to be done. You know, do you, do you overhaul your controller system, you know, for this thing that you're going to do in the future? Or do you try to work within and find ways to account for the latency between controller and device? And the same thing exists on the Sony side. But how great would it be, again, for me, Personally, as a person, I think it's awesome if they can make it work because you now would have Sony and Xbox as an option. It's no more for me to pack an Xbox controller and an extra PlayStation controller when I travel and be able to use my iPad Pro screen to play either PlayStation games or Xbox games now when I'm on the road. So I think that there's a lot of potential in cloud-based games if... If they can actually get that piece down, because the touch on top of the screen, we all know absolutely sucks. You can't play a big game like that. You, you nope. just can't. So it has to be some combination of being able to use a controller and my device. And to your point, you know, I would want to play a bigger game on a bigger screen. Yeah, I could definitely do it on um, my big old Pixel or my big old Pick-A-Size, the XR size or the super gigantic iPhone, whatever. Those are great. For me, I'm focused on my iPad because, again, my iPad is my entertainment center when I travel. So if I could have that experience of Gears with an extra controller that I already have 
in my possession without having to buy new hardware, that's real easy for me to get through TSA screening because they already know what my iPad is. Controller's never going to throw anybody off being screened. Like that, that to me is just light and tight. And man, I can play my library of PlayStation games or Xbox games. Yo, that's kind of dope. So I was really glad. I guess I read more into the handshake and then just the warm story of here's the opportunity that this opens up. This is the library of games that now opens up without having to take my physical hardware out of my house. I can still have my hardware in my house for when I want to play on my dope ass TV with my dope ass sound system and see my games in their absolute, you know, HD glory. But for as much as I travel and for people that travel, this is really a addition onto what I'm doing and would actually allow me to play games more when I'm on the road. So I, I'm all for it. I hope that it actually works. I hope that they figure out latency. Bah. That was my thing. Okay. The next clip comes from episode 608. When Ninja was talking about the problem game developers have, she also talks about Red Dead Redemption 2. It's okay. I'll sit through another two minutes of credits if everybody that worked on the project was credited. A hundred percent. And so it's on us as consumers to use the power of the dollars that we spend that make these companies profitable, you know, to call for that accountability. I agree wholeheartedly. And and I really just wanted to get that out because I think sometimes as consumers, we forget how much power we have, you know, until we start, especially in the age of social media, we have the ability to put pressure on companies and individuals you know you look at all the things that have happened with various people being called to account for action sexual misconduct in 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 different you know industries and and companies and behaviors you know you look at people that are being called to account for committing fraud you know that that's now available to us and and consumer opinion you know even swaying things like you know swaying how a game ends which you know there are two thoughts uh, of camps on whether that's okay or not. But at the end of the day, we are the consumers. I, it's our dollars that are being spent to to purchase these things. We are part of these stories and we're part of these organizations and we're part of these products that we are purchasing and the fandoms that we're becoming part of. And, and in that loyalty, you know, there are things that we get to ask for in return. And I think that this is one that is such a simple thing to do as far as the recognition the culture shift thing that's a different that's a different beast and and we do need to call for that culture shift to happen as consumers as well but you got to give recognition where recognition is deserved and it it does bother me to know that there are you know hundreds of people who you know in the end rockstar you know gave them shout outs on their website but said that they weren't going to update their credits to include them because they weren't changing that policy I do think that that's like the only negative taste right now that I have in my mouth about Red Dead Redemption. On the other side, I just want to say really quickly, because I know that we're getting close to time here, is I have not purchased Red Dead Redemption 2 yet. I had said before that I probably wasn't going to pick it up just because it was such a huge game and I'm already, you know, playing two huge games right now that I didn't really see myself having room for playing that. You know, Soul Calibur was my pickup, like, pickup throwdown when, whenever I want to fight game, but, like, I'm still making my way through Assassin's Odyssey. And I have watched two different streamers play Red Dead Redemption 2. And I will tell you, after watching the second one, one I watched play for a little bit over an hour, the other one I watched play for two hours, so basically the entire intro of the game I watched twice. I have changed my mind on this. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I have. Big time. The game absolutely looks amazing. Just the way that it's paced. I I like the dialogue. I like the story that I'm being immersed in. I didn't really think that I was going to. You know, I was a person that didn't finish Red Dead 1. I did. The main reason that I didn't finish Red Dead 1 was simply because I didn't want to watch the end of it. I'm not going to spoil it because there are people who have not finished Red Dead 1, but I watched YouTubers play it so I knew what the end was going to be and I did not want to experience that personally with a controller in my hand. So that's the main reason that I didn't finish Red Dead 1. But I loved the game. I thought it was fantastic. We actually played it live on an audio podcast together. I mean, I think one of the first, one of our first bouts when we were out in E3... 
I got some behind the curtain time where mm-hmm. I'm talking through the playable demo that they had on the floor. Yep. And I remember loving riding a horse, but also not loving riding a horse. Yep. <laughs> and those fucking cougars, those mountain lions coming out of nowhere to end lions. your life. Yeah, now you gotta deal with fucking wolves. I mean, I I was sitting very much on the fence on whether or not I was going to invest, and I definitely see myself participating in playing this game, but I think I'm I'm still not gonna jump on the hype of it just yet. I think we're gonna wait through a chunk of it before I commit to my purchase and I engage, because, I mean, as we clearly know from a lot of, you know, the episodes, that I play extremely long games. Because mm-hmm. I get into a, the headspace where I want all the things, and right. like I'm, I'm still not done with Dragon Quest. I probably still have about another thirty hours before I'll complete that, and I think even then I might take a little break from the big thing because I think the next big thing I jump into is going to be Red Dead Two. You have to play God of War before the year is over. <sighs> you have to. <sighs> okay. Okay. Like, before it's 2019, Triggered. you have to play God of War. That doesn't give me a You've lot of taken time. it out of the plastic for crying out loud. I did. I did. Play the game. And I support Daddy Kratos, but anyway. Okay. That's another year But, like, I, I hear you. I hear you. Like, it is an investment of time. It and, and that's one of the things that I'm hearing is, like, a lot of people have started playing the game that, you know, I'm friends with both inside the industry and not, and they have all kind of like gone, whoo, this going to be a minute. And, and that's a good thing to be able to come back to, right. you know, is the thing that's going to be time and, and, you know, know that you don't have to critical path stuff and you can just experience the environment and be part of the world or you can critical pathic either way you can play as you want to play. And I think that that's one of the hallmarks of a really good game, but I'm just saying that from what I have seen so far, I'm actually changing my opinion. Uh, It's not going to be an immediate pickup for me, but I am going to pick up the game. And, you know, I may finish it. I may not finish it. And and I'm going to feel fine with it, you know, whichever way I go. But I do want to say that I think we as consumers really need to make sure that we keep our, our eyes and our ears open and that we use the bit of power that we have to sway companies because we are the consumers to do the right thing when we see something that is not exactly right. In that same episode, the girls talked about the possibility of Megaran being in the running for a potential Grammy. In the end, he was not nominated, but the girls remain big fans. Sure. Alright, so so before we close out with our big topic, there's one thing that I do want to add into the mix, and it's it's really just a shout-out of congratulations, no matter which way it goes, to our homie Megaran. He right now is up for consideration in two different Grammy categories. I'm so pumped for him. Oh my god, could you history. History is like on the verge of happening. Of being like, me made. Of being effing made. Yeah. In the shade. Yeah. So so we've loved Megaran forever. You actually sis introduced me to Megaran and Samus and I, because oh I didn't God. know about them, and then my world was changed forever. Phenomenal music stuff. Um, and since we interviewed him, I've been listening to his stuff nonstop, as well as Samus, and following them. Right now, Megaran is at TwitchCon, which is, by the time this podcast goes live, will be over, as will PAX Australia. But uh, it was so cool because I was watching, you know, checking my socials feeds like I do during my commute. And I saw this post where Mega was like, look, like nothing's said and done yet. And so anybody who can vote who, you know, for Grammys that's eligible to please do because right now we're we're in consideration for both best rap album and best rap sung collaboration um, for Emerald Nights 2. And I am so beyond thrilled like i i don't know if they're actually going to be nominated for the category because again they're up for nomination right now which means to be included as a possible winner for the category and i think it would just be cool if for either of these categories megaran is up for it because that just speaks so much to really how pervasive game culture is as part of our normal cultural norms like 
you know, hip hop is dominated right now when you look at the charts by a lot of mumble rap and yeah. a lot of established rappers. And, you know, there is this whole whole scene of underground independent guys, you know, that that we found through social media and through people who knew people that are creating great music and great experiences. And Mega Rand's been doing it forever in a both lyrically dominating way, but also just a He always clever gives me such strong nerd. Eric Sermon. Yeah. Like, like, I get such a strong, like, delivery, flow, execution, like, full, yeah. un- full understanding of what he is crafting. Exactly. Craft. And that's the impo- important piece. Like, there's yeah. no Mega Ram piece that you listen to and you can't respect the craft. Even if you don't like the topic or you're not ne- necessarily like a hip-hop head, you gotta respect the craft because it lyrically deft, like great like, oh comedic timing, like the references where they should be, and not like just overdoing doing it to the point where you're like, I get it, you're a gamer. Like it, no, it's just like, really he, fantastic. He, tells, he tells an elaborate story that can resonate yes. with anyone. Yes. And it doesn't and you don't necessarily have to be a gamer. And I mean, granted, if you do, that's just like, you know, you know, icing on on the cake for it. Yeah. But like there's still a person with a passion at the base of it. And we exactly. we, are, we are all that. We all we are all people with passions. Big time. So. so so big up to you Mega. I I've got my fingers crossed. Unfortunately, I'm not eligible to vote for the Grammys. If I was, I would absolutely vote that this album should be for consideration. We'll be following this closely. Hopefully, we'll hear some good news. You know, it. Oh if, my God! Could you it, imagine one, if, if we not both categories? To dust off our, you know, tweet the Grammys or tweet the Oscars or tweet. Like if we went back to doing that, I'm gonna like, tell you right now. If Megaran gets nominated, we are so tweeting. We're live tweeting the Grammys. Like that's a done deal. Like I would love. Like to be that's like, happening. Oh my god! Someone I know is actually like established history. Oh my god! <laughs> like we might face cam live stream it. Let me put it that way, and just be like so cheering like, for the home. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm gonna send fingers, up my- toes, eyeballs, everything that I can I cross. Get I'm on crossing my knees and pray like one like, time. Because I really want this to happen for him. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I just wanted to, you know, put the positive vibes out there and share that, you know, we're coming a long way. And for an artist like Mega Ran to be recognized, you know, by the Grammys, a big organization, that that just, again, adds even more validity to this stuff that we know and we love and that is part of our daily lives. And it's just great to see the recognition happen. You know, even even if they don't make it into to the category, they were up for nominations. So that just speaks volumes to me about I mean, the that work just means and that the respect. Trails, trails are being made. Blazed! Blazed! That's being blazed. And that means, like, if this opens up for him, like, that I could easily see, like, within the next year, two years, like, Sam is getting some recognition and open mic eagle. And, like, you know, like, oh, there's so many the Mike eagle tip, like, get on that. Right. Um, but, like, like for it real, totally for real, ship and flip the script in, like, a serious way. See, look, you a poet didn't know it. So, so shout out to you, Mega. And uh, seriously, nothing but positive love and vibes. And we got everything over here across for you. For sure. Um, so I just, I just, I just wanted to share that before we get into our blurds of a feather for this episode. Here's a clip from way back in February 2008 in which Ninja and Panda are joined by Magic Mystic Girl and talk about famous acting families. But, but they also seem to be a really tight knit kind of crew. And I, I see that a lot because, you know, as you go forward and I started recognizing names, which means I'm watching way too much anime. Because no, I'm like, oh my start god. Knowing, start knowing when they're tight knit, when you start seeing some nepotism. Heirs, brothers. Yeah. Chris. Chris. And Greg. And Greg. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Sexy voices run in your family. Okay, fine. I know. Let Not even go. that. Like, like it's really funny. It's not because... as bad as, like, the Baldwin brothers. I know. It's like, we're all going to be movie stars. Even you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> No, not Steven. Not Steven. He was that celebrity mole though, so Hey, he was in he was in the, the um Flintstone movies. Wasn't For the most Steven? part, I can't tell them apart. 
if they <laughs> are next to each other, other I'm like, well, isn't this just like an engagement? Okay, the Baldwins aren't as bad as the Arquettes. That's true. The Arquettes. I don't know. I don't think the Arquettes are that bad. I don't feel the Arquettes are that bad either. The Cusacks um, are pretty. The Cusacks are done because there's only two Cusacks. Yeah, I know, but but there are three Arquettes and. No one are we going by sheer numbers or the fact that they always have like hey, the same the kind of first ones for the Keatons and they're the, not even the related. Cusacks are clones just with different genders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, the they Cusacks, don't look wait, wait, wait. Like. The Cusacks have talent. Oh, incredible Great. amounts of talent, but okay. they have the same they have the same character type. Okay, true. They play the same kind of yeah. True. But they, do. they have talent. Then you go to the Arquette. And I don't care what you say. David Arquette doesn't have talent. He's <laughs> he the will guy say, that you would he will just ever be doing. <laughs> okay. He has no talent. Patricia, Patricia. has talent. Yeah, yeah then I'll agree with that. The other one, I can't remember her his name because she's transgender. Her his name. <laughs> right, because she's transgendered. I, I can't remember right. what... But again... Not an actor, just a party girl. So kind of like a transgendered Paris Hilton. Paris <laughs> Not talent. So you got to throw the Arquettes out. Then you come up to the Baldwins. Okay, so Steven, not really talented. Steven's the lesser of the Baldwins. Okay. No. Okay, what about, what about him, like father-son duos? Like, what about father-son duos? Sutherland and Sheen and stuff. So, okay, Sutherland. the Sutherlands have talent coming out of their assholes. Yes, they, they like, do. They shit it out oh my like, every day. Okay, I, to this day, would do Keith Sutherland right at a moment's notice. I would do both <laughs> of them at the same time. I probably wouldn't do both at the same time. That would be awkward. That would be a little awkward. <laughs> But one, it's like, after you, other. Dad. No, after you, son. <laughs> yeah, I can't really... It's great we can bond over this. <laughs> I'm not going to be the thing that brings the two of them together, if you know what I mean. No, nope, you know what brought the two of them together? Kiefer going to jail. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, too. All right. Sutherland's mad talent, mad skills. Oh, my freaking God. Agreed. Okay. I'll agree um, with that one. The um, Douglas family. Oh, yeah, the Douglases. I forgot about them. Kurt and Michael. Crazy talent. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay. Agree. I mean, if you've ever... Oh, my God. Wall Street? Are you kidding me? Oh! Spartacus? Oh! I are Spartacus. I are Spartacus. <laughs> I will even... Okay, and, and this... It, it kind of pains me. Oh I, I, oh, I almost can't say it. Just say it. Rip Just it off like it. a band-aid really quick. Like, we, can re- we can bleep it later if it really Tom bothers Hanks you. Tom Hanks and Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks actually has talent. <laughs> Wait, is another Hanks? <laughs> I think I knew that. Did I you ever don't see think Orange County? Him over him. Yes. Um, okay. Wait, that guy? Yeah. That guy's against Tom Hanks? Get the, the fuck out of here. Colin Hanks. Get what about Will guy. Smith and his kid? Oh, Will <laughs> oh. Smith has no talent. No, that's not true. Believe it or not. Okay, no, I'll take it back. Will Smith in Six Degrees of Separation, I thought, Good. oh my god, he's an actor. Holy shit, he's not the French Prince. And then every movie after that has been like ass I don't muncher. Know. I liked it in The Pursuit of Happiness. It did make me cry. A he was pretty bit. good in The Pursuit. Of ha- That's what I was thinking about when I when I when I said that. It's really good. No, that. I, I, liked I, I, you cannot say that you're an actor if your book ending between Six Degrees of Separation and in The Pursuit of Happiness. If your book ending, um, Wild Wild West, Bad yeah, Boys that did- Two. That's no, no, no. I'm sorry. You've got I to do Independence Day. Independence Day. Are you kidding me? He's sitting in a freaking spaceship with a stogie with Jeff Goldblum, and the best he can come up with is to just look like a dope fiend with those big ass ears and try to be like, "Oh yeah." He does have I guess we're die. Ears. Are you kidding me? No. Okay, no. All right, all right. Goldblum, Goldblum rubbed off on him, made him look look a little a little bit better than he was. I guess. Yes. Goldblum makes everybody look better than what they really are. <laughs> okay. Now, if you want to go, oops. Oops, what oops? See, exactly. <laughs> no, no more oops. <laughs> exactly. No more oops. Yeah. Yeah, somebody just put this upside down. Here. 
All right, here we go. <laughs> okay. The Coppola family. Crazy and crazy talented. Agreed. <laughs> those those okay. do kind of go together, though, if you think about it. Well, crazy, and crazy, 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 yeah. Ass talent. I mean, yeah. at least at least artists these days aren't cutting off their ears. True. And They're mailing them to their girlfriends their names and naming their sons Kal-El. <laughs> or Apple. <Look> that. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, who was actually oh. born Nicholas Coppola. Yeah. Um, uh, he named his son Kal-El. Wow. Yeah. I didn't I know he was much, a fan. I, I would, I would, oh, huge, huge. Um, I would much prefer somebody name their kid Apple, because that's something that actually in Wait, our reality spell exists. Wait, A-P-P-L-E, or is it like A-P-L, like from Black Eyed Peas? No, it's no, A-P-P-L-E. Okay. Yeah. But I would much prefer that over naming your son after a character that was created in somebody else's imagination that was supposed to be from another planet. With the hyphen and everything, with the with the apostrophe and everything, it has an apostrophe. It's Kal-El. This kid's name has an apos- yeah. apostrophe. Kal-El. Yeah. Wow, you didn't know that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, but guys, what about mother daughter group? Oh, They're well. Aren't men. I mean, you've got. Um, well, yes. I mean, you had Drew Barrymore, but her mom really wasn't an. No, no, but you have you have Gwyneth Paltrow and her mom, Blythe Danner. Yeah, crazy talented. And you have Goldie Hawn and Kate Hudson. Okay, crazy, kind of talented. Okay, Goldie Hawn, mad talented, mad skills. I'm all right. Here's a question for you: Is it just me, or does it seem that women are more temporary in Hollywood than men are? Well, it's because yes, because of the age after women reach a certain age, they're, they're not like seen as sex symbols, and then you start getting anymore. They just become the whereas, mother. Whereas guys God. over a certain age, they're just automatically sex symbols. Exactly, I'm on Connery, dude. I <laughs> love Harrison Ford. To me, me Harrison too. Ford is sexier. I have had a crush on him since I first saw Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford is sexier to me now Sabrina. than when he was Han Solo. He's sexier now. You think? For some reason, because he's bigger, he's bulkier, he's, you know, gruffer, he's, I, I get the feeling that, like, if I met him and we hit it off, he would literally pick me up and screw me into the wall. <laughs> and I would and enjoy would it. take a screwdriver and be like, eager, eager, eager. You know what's horrible? I get jealous hearing you say that. <laughs> it's like, you're always talking about my man. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Wow. There's about to be a what? Girl fight. Oh, we about to throw them both. I am like two feet taller than you. Do you really want to take I know. Me? I would never I would, If Harrison Ford was the auntie, I would whoop your monkey ass. Oh, see, but no, no. I am, I am, I'm and a while big you guys teddy bear. Fighting, I'm a big teddy bear. You flip the right <laughs> switch, I will murder you. Yeah, I know. I she's know. like, she's like that guy from Pumpkin Scissors. Don't make her turn on that lantern. Yeah. <laughs> She'll fuck you up. Because I will feel no pain. <laughs> okay. Sean Except Connery. I like to think I'm not as bad of an airhead as he is. No, you're Sean not. Sean Connery, ladies. Yeah. Sexier. White haired? Nah, I'm not a Connery fan. Oh my god. I would do fucking I Highlander? Would do Bond? James fucking Bond? Okay, but see, I would well, do him from then, James yeah. Bond all the way I would do him all the way up to Entrapment. Uh, Entrapment, yeah. he was hot. Yeah, he was hot. I know. I was like, "Fuck yes!" It was like it was like him. you watch her like contorting around the lasers, and I was just kind of, "He's pretty." <laughs> and then he opened his mouth, and you were like, "Oh my god!" Okay, yeah, the accent, the accent definitely does it. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's like now you, my bed. I'm not a Clooney fan either. I don't see the whole Clooney thing. No, not a big Clooney. Me I agree with you there. Not. Nope. Don't don't don't, don't do it for it. me. I don't get Colin Farrell. He's not old, but he's not no, hot. I don't see. Yeah, I know. I'm not very he seems like old. I'd, seems like somebody I'd want to know and like hang out with, but not I'd want to some... party with Colin Farrell, but I wouldn't want to fuck Colin Farrell. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. I agree with that yeah. one. Yeah, I'd want to steal some shit from his house too. All right. If we're gonna, if we're going on the the um the accents tangent, Killian Murphy. Who? Who? Killian Murphy. 
Oh. Oh my god, guys. Seriously? Uh, the Batman movie. He was, uh, he was a scarecrow. Uh, Sunspot or whatever oh, that movie was. Um, oh, that What guy. was the big movie he was in that I can't remember? Right, I'm gonna go IMDB him. Hold on a sec. <laughs> okay, yes, because I'm sure I've seen him. Probably. And I, if I, if I hear the right movie, I'll be like, oh, yeah! All right. That guy. Oh, he was 28 Days Later. Oh, so I, I don't do zombie thought. flicks. That's why. You got, Sorry, the idea of zombies attacking... That's yeah, why no. I, stayed, I stay far away from things like that. All right. Yeah, people stay away from zombie movies because... So, I'm gonna add my little saccharine thing. I'm gonna stay away from zombie movies. Because we already I don't murdered like zombies. First of all, we slaughtered straight away in horror movies, and two, zombies are just about eating. They'd be like, mmm, crispy chicken, and then we'd be fucked. <laughs> so let's go to zombie movies. Yeah. Like, I refuse to be, an, like, if I was an actress, I would, like, I can't do horror movies and I can't do zombie movies because I already know where I'm going. Straight to the <laughs> casket, and I'm sorry, that's not where my career is going. Yeah. Um, straight up. I think oh, horror God. movies would be fun. I would freak myself out, though. Hello. Hello. I don't know why I keep getting disconnected. But know. I'm also getting for schnockered now. Because Paul gave me a drink. Why are you drinking? Because it's Friday night and the mood is right. Okay. And it's snowing. Hello? Okay. So, hey guys, can we take a break? I have to pee. Go pee and come back. Okay. I'll be right back. Hurry. Excuse me. Alright, I'm gonna keep reading my, um, my fanfic. Okay. Uh, you left out the, uh, Fondas. Oh, that's right, I forgot the Fondas. Well, right. and then the Houstons, but... Well, but I mean, as far as I mean, you have a whole lot of fondas there. There's a lot of fondas. I'm fond of okay. fondas for the most part. <laughs> I'm kind of fond of Wanda. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not fond of Wanda. I don't know that many fondas. There's Bridget and yeah. uh, Jane. Yeah, Peter. The, mother, name, the daughter. names sound familiar. There's, and there's Peter and Henry. Yeah. Bridget Fonda. Uh, Did you ever I'm, see really, um, a single white female? I, I don't know names, actresses' names and actors' names and stuff. Yeah, but single white female? No. You, never, saw you never saw that with... Uh, Jennifer Jason uh, Lee. Nope, yeah. never saw that one. Where the chick tried to uh, take over her life, got her hair cut, killed her dog, fucked her boyfriend. Nope. They ended up killing each other. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. Mm. Uh, Bridget was also in a um, movie with uh, Gabriel Byrne. Yep. I don't know who that is either. Um, what was it called? Point something. Um, Point blank. It was, it was based on, no, it was based on uh, that uh, French uh, movie that uh, also came out on uh, as, a, as a series on one of the... La Femme Nikita? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. She ended up being trained as an atta- as assassin. <laughs> Bridget did. She actually did a damn good job of it too. And everyone thought she was going to start doing a whole lot of action films because she pulled it off really well. Yep, she was in Doc Hollywood. Yep. I'm back. We figured as much. Um. Then you got Peter and Henry and obviously Jane. Forgot all about the founders. Alright, so, um... Uh, how about talking about some anime or video games or manga, something like that? Yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna head back and do my little thing, and you can cut what you want to cut and put into the special episode whatever you want to put in the special episode. Here's a clip from ten years ago with Ninja talking about the iPod Touch. Since Apple just brought out a new iPod Touch for 2019, this clip is actually appropriate again. Okay, it brings me to my big thing, which was going to be my closer, but it fits in right here. Okay, my portable that I was going to recommend was going to be the iPod Touch. And it's not because I love Apple, although I do. I was going to say because you like to touch things. I, oh my God. Oh. I'm not even. Oh, admit it. Admit it. I am not even going to acknowledge that with a look through my webcam. 
Ninja loves to touch things. Okay, moving on. But no, not brown chicken, brown cow. I said brown chicka. <laughs> We're brown chickas. Brown chicka, brown cow. Okay. Moving on. The reason right. why I like the iPod Touch is because it does a little bit of everything. Okay? You can bring music. You can bring movies around. So if you have that downtime, you can just entertain yourself. Or if you're working on papers, you can have your go music, your productive playlist playing. Because we all have it. We all have that music that we listen to when we know we got to concentrate. That's just the right amount of fun, but just the right amount of suck that you don't get swirled up into just wanting to sing everything and go driving. You can sit down and write a paper to it. Uh, you have that playlist. On mine, it's no doubt in the Ting Tings. Sprinkled with a little bit of Madonna and Bjork. So wait, wait, a playlist that I don't want to sing to? No, the playlist... That you can get work done to your concentrate playlist. Oh, that's my anime playlist. Okay. But then with the iPod Touch, because you can get on Wi-Fi, you can also do email. So you can set up your Gmail, your Pop, or IMAP account set up so that you can get your mail in and out as long as you're connected to Wi-Fi. If you use a headset that has a microphone, you can take advantage of some of the audio recording applications. So if you're going to college, you'll actually be able to record lectures whenever you're in a lecture hall so that you can decipher it later or have it in your iTunes or on your iPod down the road when you're doing study halls. You can use it as an external hard drive so that you can copy files on and off it. Um, And I I think that it just lets you keep all your shit in one place and it's ridiculously small to allow you to do all that. And Apple's got a deal going right now that if um, if you're going back to school college-wise... Or you're a teacher, if you buy a Mac, you can get a rebate, so you get a free 8-gig iPod Touch. Ooh. So you basically buy it, and then you mail in the rebate, and they give you back 220 bucks. Awesome. Now, if you're listening to this and you hadn't heard about it before, and you're like, hey, I'm going back to school and need a computer, and an iPod wouldn't suck, you need to hurry up, because that promo ends on, like, the 8th of September. Which is like... Soon. Yeah, by the time you listen to this episode, it'll be like upon your ass. So hopefully you'll be listening. You'll be listening to us on your crap on your crappy um, machine. And just before it gives out, you're like, I heard about the deal and get yourself to either an online or physical Apple store. But I think that it's just a great companion for anybody going back to school because it is versatile. It's not just a music player. You could put papers on it. You could put applications on it. I mean, and, you know, you you could play Dig Dug on it. So, and the Metal Gear game and that Mass Effect game on it. And Pole Position. Come on, who doesn't like to play Pole Position? Don't say anything. All right. Just shut your mouth. (laughs) I heard that thought through the internet. Okay. Here are some shorter clips that we didn't include at the time. And you'll probably be able to tell why. So I'm actually really glad that you mentioned Kingdom Hearts 3 because I'm going to talk about Destiny on next week's podcast because I need more time than five minutes to talk about it. (laughs) Good. I I stopped. I stopped. I stopped the Destiny time clock for one more episode. You you, you pushed the Destiny conversation one more episode. So everybody be very, very appreciative of you. You can send me thank you emails at pandalicious at (laughs) electricsystem.com. As should you. So make sure that you interact with us and all that stuff. I need as well. more friends on Twitter. I need more followers. I need more friends on my Xbox too. People. I need more fans on our Facebook page. Can I have some hot fans? You have hot fans. I need more, like four more. You've got like more hot fans than you know. It's just that most of them don't use their pictures; they use their avatars. Well, hello, hot people. I'd like to see some pics. I would like to date your avatar. And another thing: Are there any black people in Naruto? Have you so. seen any? I haven't seen any. You know what? Because you know what? There should be some black ass ninjas. Some black ass ninjas. A lot we of them are really, really. And we kill people and get away with it. We'd be the best ninjas. 
Well, I mean, and then again, half of us are in prison, so apparently they they wouldn't be ninja material. But there's oh shit! No, you did not just go there. Yes, you. Oh my god, you are the most you are the most racist person against your own race I have ever met. (laughs) What? No, see, that's my that's my teaching, and I hate to say it, but being a criminal justice major, you know, a lot of stuff that happens, we do it. (laughs) We get blamed for it. Not all of it. We do not. We don't do all of it. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, there's some stuff that only that we could do. Out there. Not all doing black it. people are criminals. No, that's not, not all black people are criminals. is sounding I'm, like she's saying. I'm just, wow. saying, I'm just saying that the people in prison, they're in prison. And I wonder why. Because <laughs> of the man. Duh. Moving on. Oh, my God. I, I totally don't want to say anything because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not like. All right, let's just can we, let's bleep that out. Anyway, there let's are no bleep black that out. Which part of that? Because there was quite a bit of it. <laughs> all of that. That does it for this week's show. As I said earlier, the girls will be back next week with their observations about the E3 show going on now. Until then, please check out our website at electricsisterhood.com. Add us to your bookmarks so you can read all the stuff we're writing about throughout the week. The entire team posts news and reviews on the site, so make sure you hit it up. If you have an iPhone or an iPad, you can also read our articles on Apple News. You can subscribe to our podcast in Apple Music or the podcast app on the iPhone. Listen on our homepage on the web or use whatever app you use to listen to podcasts on your phone or computer. Just search for the Eshcast. You can also get it in Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Vognetwork.com and pretty much anywhere you can find fine podcasts. If you enjoy our show and the stuff we write about, which includes video games, anime and general nerdery, make sure you enjoy the other voices in our network of shows. We feature shows like No Borders No Race, a podcast and website hosted by King Baby Duck over at B3Crew.com. Smashbrook.com is helmed by Hamsterman2049, whose weekly video show can be found at twitch.tv slash Hamsterman2049. Check out his streams every Wednesday night. Make sure you listen to Phil the Issues Guy. Phil's recap and review is on YouTube. Call in and be part of the show. His archives can be found on his website at issuesprogram.com. Also be sure to visit the team at nerdcrave.com. They do all the nerd stuff. Everything you crave at nerdcrave.com. So bookmark all of our sites. Subscribe to all of our shows. You can comment on our social networks. Give us a follow and a like. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash electric sisterhood. On Facebook at facebook.com slash landabesh. On Twitter and Instagram at ESH News. Ask us questions. Comment on the stuff that we post. Share us with your friends. Let us know if there are games or anime that you would like us to review. That's it for the business. For Ninja Sista and Pandelicious, I'm Siri. And remember that we will always be friends until we're old and senile. Then we can be new friends.